It's been more than 20 years since a New Mexico woman escaped the clutches of the infamous toy box killer. As the FBI continues searching for David Parker Ray's victims, Cynthia Jaramillo is working to protect women from the next serial rapist. Here's KRQE News 13 anchor Crystal Gutierrez with part two of this story of survival. Mr. Ray, did you kidnap that young woman against her will? Do you think the next David Parker Ray is out there? Oh, yeah. It's just a matter of... It's just a matter of time. In a rundown building on Central Avenue, where crime runs rampant outside, is where Cynthia Jaramillo started helping women who worked the street in Albuquerque, just as she once did. It's just a lot different compared to right now, being out here at night. Her nonprofit, Street Safe New Mexico, does more than supply socks and toiletries. Their mission is to keep these women alive. To do that, Cynthia and her partner have to find out who could be the next David Parker Ray before he strikes. I escaped the David Parker Ray incident. It didn't happen that way. David Parker Ray, the convicted serial rapist, was serving one of the longest sentences for a crime that did not include a charge of death. But the FBI believes otherwise. Federal agents even dubbed him the toy box killer after discovering a trove of ladies' belongings that now sit in an FBI storage. Possible trophies of heinous crimes? Maybe. But Cynthia doesn't have to imagine what happened inside the trailer that Ray named the toy box. She survived it. How would you describe those three days? It's hard. It, hell. It was hell. Cynthia's nightmare began here. She was working the streets of Albuquerque when Ray picked her up in an RV, pretending to be a paying customer. Instead... A girl came out from behind a curtain in there, in the RV, and she shocked me at the cattle prod, and that's when it was a done deal. After a brief struggle, she woke up naked, handcuffed, and in shackles. They put a leather mask on my head that had no eyes. It had holes on the nose and a zipper on the mouth. Then things took an even darker turn. When I get the urge, I go out and find me some good-looking turns me on, kidnapper, and keep her in my playroom for a while for a sex toy. And this time it's your turn. That's Ray's voice on a cassette tape that he had recorded six years before abducting Cynthia. The FBI believes she's not the only woman Ray's kidnapped after hearing what appears to be a taped confession from Ray himself. I've tortured girls in ways that I'm not very proud of. When I'm pissed off, I don't mind having blood all over the place. And uh, sometimes they didn't survive. Ray tracked those kidnappings in a diary, meticulously logging how he tormented each woman. Cynthia's pages would have been filled with three days of torture, strapped to a gynecological chair. That's where she was raped and suffered electric shocks, all underneath the sign that read Satan's Den. Former senior FBI profiler Mary Ellen O'Toole has spent her career studying criminals like Ray. What's the behavior in this case and what does that behavior mean? She and her partner were sent to Elephant Butte to study the infamous toy box. Tom and I put on the white suits and the, and the booties and so forth. And the moment that they opened the door to that trailer, Tom and I both knew. She says Ray was a sexual sadist, a man who got pleasure from inflicting pain. Everything within the toy box was placed in certain very precise locations. Some of the instruments that were designed and built 
by David Parker Ray, they were actually labeled in terms of what they would do. The focal point was the gynecological chair, and it almost gave the impression of an operating room. After days of sifting through evidence, she would get to meet the toy box killer in person. O'Toole says Ray was a charmer. I had to tell myself, Mary Ellen, don't forget what you know. And she's certain she saw a side of him his victims had probably seen. It made sense to me how somebody like this could fly under the radar screen for many years and how someone like this could approach a victim. Cynthia and her partner Christine Barber know there are more predators walking the streets just like Ray. We started the bad guy list because you'd hear about men on the street attacking um, other like women. The bad guy list is a newsletter that Cynthia and Christine have been working to perfect an inventory of potential predators taken straight for the women who escaped. Serial rapist uses multiple cars, a blue GMC Jimmy. Chicano man looks part native or Asian, age 24 to 25, medium build, has a gun and beats girl. Two Black men pulled in a woman, raped her and beat her up, um, San Pedro and Central, 1 a.m. They hand out the flyer to the women working the streets. Then they report the cases to police because the victims won't. Why are so many of these women scared to go talk to the police after they've been attacked? Federal agents believe the streets Cynthia worked were Ray's playground, picking his next victim from a lineup of women who were often forgotten. A lot of them, they don't, they don't contact their family, so their family wouldn't know if they were missing. I never called my family on a daily or weekly basis, so they went to know, I don't know when I would have been reported missing or if I would have been reported missing. And that's what serial predators count on. They have days hours if not days, and that gives them time to distance themselves from the crime. The serial killer in another cold case that haunts New Mexico has had years. This is the third body positively identified. Identifying them now gives them a better profile of the West Mesa killer. Whoever murdered these women is probably still out there. In 2009, the remains of 11 women and one unborn child were discovered buried in the desert just outside of Albuquerque. Police would reveal almost all of them worked the streets. Each one mysteriously disappeared years before a single bone was ever found. Despite some of their families looking for them, there were no full-blown searches by police or volunteers. When Cynthia disappeared, there were no search parties for her either. Do you think that's why you watch over other women? I think so. I think that was my healing process is being able to help and be there for other women that I didn't have that help. What happened to Cindy being attacked by a serial killer, what happened to the West Mesa girls being attacked by a serial killer, it's gonna happen again. There's no doubt. Crystal Gutierrez, KRQE News 13. Street Safe New Mexico has helped hundreds of women on the streets of Albuquerque. Cynthia and Christine work long hours and that work can be costly. If you want to donate to their nonprofit, we have a link at always on krqe.com. All right, guys. Hey, but now we got, I got, we got introductions. Hi, I'm Elena. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm mom. That was fast. Right. I'm Sherry. <laughs> this is Outline of a Murder. All right, so this wine, what's it called? Woodbridge. Blueberry. Berry. Raspberry. Blueberry. It's just berry. Something. I thought I said blueberry. Well, I think it's a blueberry blackberry combo, but I think the name of it is berry something. I have a photographic. 
But it said berry something. Blueberry, blackberry, two berries. Yes. Two anyway, berries. we're going to taste it. Fruitful blends is what I was thinking. Yeah. Fruitful yeah. blends. Blueberry, blackberry. Okay, let's taste it. And it's got a bit of fizz. I'm going to try not to vomit. Mmm. <laughs> a lot of blueberry. It's not tart. as good as uh, Stella Rosa, but... It's not bad. bad. Not bad. It's not bad. Not bad. You would like it better than Stella Rosa. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad at all. Okay. All right. So, I wanted to give a disclaimer. Oh. If anybody has children in the room, you probably don't want them in the room. Oh, okay. um, this case, and, and I'll keep the, the most of the details out as far as how bad, but some of it I'm just going to have to include them. Uh, this guy is probably the most evil that I can think of um, that we've done really? so far. Uh, and... Uh, I had to read through a lot of his confession and a lot of the stuff that was going on. Well, not really confession, but just the the police reports and some of the witness stuff and his girlfriend that was involved and all that. It was extremely disturbing. So it's kind of like you have to like wash your mind out afterwards. So, um, but I can mm. give y'all the gist okay. of the case. Um, but he's the toy box killer. And the only reason we're doing it is because of where he was located. He was in uh, Elephant Butte, New Mexico, which is right outside. It's like eight or 10 miles outside of Truth or Consequences. You know, and I go there regularly and teach at a local church. And um, uh, my father-in-law is the one that said, have you heard of the serial killer? that lived in truth or consequences. And I was like, no. And he said, yeah, they call him the toy box killer. And so I looked him up and I was like, wow, this dude killed for a long time. And they weren't able to get him either. They were never able to get him on um, a lot of the murders. So let me get this closed. So that's um, where it's Satan's mm -hmm, den. Satan's den. Yeah. His name was uh, David Parker Ray. And again, he wasn't convicted of murder. They, they couldn't get him on that, but they got him on some other things. So I want to start with the killer first. Um, let's see. So this is him right here. And I mean, he looks like, I don't know, just, oops. Is that when he started? No, that's when they got him. Because he's awful he old. rough. Yeah, he's had a rough life, but he looks like, I mean, really just, Someone that lives out west. I mean, you know, yeah. he has that rugged, that like dried out mm-hmm. appearance. Look at his neck. But he has such a kind smile. He does. Well, at least there. There he yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So you wouldn't think. I mean, he looks to me like just, you know, a, a normal guy that's had a rough yeah, life that's worked sure. outside. Looks like an officer to the left, but he does have a grin. Mm-hmm. And he was born November 6, 1939 in Berlin, New Mexico. And my father-in-law worked out of Berlin a lot when he worked for the railroad. And I've been there several times. It's, um, it's got a population of about 7,000. It's a small community, not much to look at, but it's definitely a hub for the railroad, which is a big job provider in the New Mexico area. And, um, 
he, uh, uh, let's see, Belen, Elephant, Butte, and T or C are located in the New Mexico wilderness and desert areas. So when you go there, they have like hills and, you know, maybe what you'd call mountains a little bit, but it's dry. And I remember when me and Mike were there one time, we went over to Chloride, New Mexico, which is a ghost town. And we're driving and it's desolate. It's in the middle of nowhere. And it's like, these guys that came over to settle this part of the country, like what were they thinking when they mm-hmm. showed up? Because it's crazy desolate. Um, and then, uh, and by the way, chloride's really cool. So there's basically the, what drew people to TRC are hot springs. It used to be called mm. Hot Springs, New Mexico. And oh. they're wonderful. Me and Mike have gone to the hot springs there, and uh, it's very peaceful. They're a little bit warm. I mean, you have to step, you yeah. know, set out of it and cool off a little bit. How far is that from Clovis? Uh, I bet it's about five and a half hours. Okay. And then... Um, they have them in Arkansas. And they too. have a lot of ghost towns okay. in that area. And then, um, not just chloride, but that was the best one. And then there was a game show called uh, Truth or Consequences. Yeah. And they had a contest on renaming Hot Springs, and that's the one that won. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, oh. so people call it T or C because it's like, you know, Truth or Consequences is a lot to say. Yeah. So they just say T or C. So if you hear that, that's what I'm referring to. Now, Ray and his younger sister, Peggy, they lived with their grandparents in the country in Mountaineer, New Mexico, which I've been there as well. The population's under 1,000. And I can't figure out if the parents lived there full-time or just visited. Um, But the father was violent, and so he would violently abuse Ray. Um, He exposed him to sadomasochistic, is that how you say it? Yeah. Uh, Porn magazines. Oh. And also he was raped by his aunt repeatedly, some of the reports say. So you can see we've got a problem starting. His aunt. His aunt. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find evidence that his aunt did that, but there was numerous documentation that his dad was violent. Okay. So you can imagine. Sorry. Is the the, um, aunt from his dad like that sibling? I'm wondering. I don't know. Um, But his mother didn't sound any better. And so, you know, obviously highly dysfunctional, highly violent family life, which... You know, I don't think that makes a person, but I do think that if they don't ever have someone to rescue them or if they have a certain deficiency when it comes to their emotional process, their thinking process, it's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And uh, the exposure to porn and abuse obviously didn't aid him in being a normal person uh he started having sexual fantasies of raping torturing and even murdering women during his teenage years which again that seems to be a pattern it shows up in the teenage um typically so he raped and murdered in teenage years no he would have fantasies fantasies. oh fantasies about it um you're focused i am (laughs) i just didn't hear (laughs) whatever some of it well that happens as you age Oh, he even boasted. Oh, man. <laughs> However, he did boast of his first murder when he was 15, but there was no oh. evidence. They were never able to like connect him to anything. So he might have, he might have murdered that. Yeah. That young. Good call. Oh, I'm so focused. Then his sister discovered um, Sato drawings oh. and some porn photos of bondage jacks. 
I don't know if it alerted anyone, like there might be something that's happening here, but I'm not sure if it would have mattered in that family. No, because that was probably normal for them watching porn and Mm -hmm. behaving like that. And then also, he didn't seem to do well in school, like socially, which that can be the case if you come from such a dysfunctional family. Yeah. Do you have a picture of him younger? Uh Uh-uh. But he was bullied in school for being unusually shy around girls. So it wasn't just a normal shyness, I guess. It was like over the top. So I don't know exactly what would occur, but he was bullied. Uh, Then he abused drugs and alcohol from an early age. Uh, He did complete high school. He graduated from high school. He joined the U.S. Army, and then he received an honorable discharge. Really? Mm -hmm. So nothing stood out? Mm -mm. Hmm. He was divorced or married and divorced four times. Well, what does that mean? Just say he was married and divorced yeah. four times. Well, why are you look. getting defensive? Because why y'all looking Mom's like Mom's only them, on three. You know? No. No, Divorces. She's... Oh, that's just oh, divorces. Divorce yes. yes. But married. Yes. Oh, yes. wow. I can't believe you're like, no, it's four. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so they had two kids, one daughter named Glenda Jean Ray, but also called Jessie, which that can get confusing if you're researching this case, who later became his accomplice. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's a family business. Also, Ray worked in maintenance for the New Mexico Parks Department because Elephant Butte in its lake is part of a state park. Mm-hmm. And it's a gorgeous lake. It's like real, real blue. It's man-made. And he had no criminal record at all. He um, was a friendly neighbor. It does seem that his neighbors, even though they were close, they never noticed anything weird, you know, anything that would alert them. But just so people know, I mean, people are independent and quirky there. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been there so many times. I mean, it's just not not your run-of-the-mill community, you would think. So, you know, if there was a little bit that was weird, they wouldn't have thought anything about it because mm-hmm. it's a quirky little town. Okay. Okay. Now, the discovery, how everything blew up, is on March 19th, 1999, uh, 22-year-old Cynthia Vigil, I think, uh, was sex working in a parking lot in Albuquerque, <laughs> New Mexico. And she broke all of her rules and followed the man to his RV. Oh, As soon as she was inside the RV, the man flashed his badge, put handcuffs on her, claiming he was an undercover cop. She began to resist, and he started yelling for Cindy, which freaked her out because Cynthia is like, that's my nickname. You know, so like, how does he know my name? Well, um, and, and that was actually her assumed name. So she's thinking, was he stalking me? Like, how does he know, you know, all of this? Well, then a woman named Cindy Hendy... Cindy Hindi. Cindy uh, Hindi comes out and helps him subdue her before they started the 156 mile trip back to Elephant Butte. Okay. So during with her. Mm-hmm. During the drive, she gets loose. Cynthia gets loose and she was trying to spring out of the or she was going to spring out of the RV once it slowed down enough, but then suddenly Ray slammed on the brakes, which caused her to have to grabbed something, and then Cindy knew that she was loose. And so they subdued her once again. They got her back to Ray's home to what he labeled the toy box. So that's how he gets his nickname. Mm. It was a soundproof trailer, which looks like a, a job site trailer. So here's a picture of it, you know. And so, again, you could see that in someone's 
yard literally in TRC, 100%. And then, um, let's see. Aren't that RVs? When Jim bought his, they called those t- toy boxes. Oh, did they? The back part, yeah. And then and this? Yeah. Well, I, um, toy hauler, Mom. Toy hauler? Yeah. Oh. And then toy this hauler. is the accomplice, Cynthia Hindi or Cindy Hindi. Um, now, how are they connected? I mean, like, sister? Just no, she's a friend, just a girlfriend, girlfriend, the accomplice to him. And uh, so they, they get to the toy box, and he had spent $100,000 to outfit this thing. Oh, man. Where did he um, get the money? Well, he worked for the New Mexico Department, well, so know, I'm sure he just added as he went. Yeah. And, um, he had a gynecological table. Whips, chains, pulleys, straps, clamps, leg spreader bars, surgical blades, electric shock machines, saws, and more. He also had numerous sex toys, torture toys, syringes, and homemade electrical generator that he used to torture his victims. He also had on the walls uh, detailed graphs on um, showing ways to inflict pain. Oh, the best places. Crazy. And then he had a mirror over the table so his victims could watch themselves being tortured. Oh, man. Um, and I won't go into how he did all that. Um, and then also, he would call it Satan's Den. So that's what you saw. And just so you know, Elena, um, I'm going to show the inside. And so it's uh, a little bit disturbing. But these are some of his uh, tools of the trade, I guess you would say. Um, that's where it says Satan's Den. And then these are some more of his Oh, go back to Satan's Den. Tools. That's crazy. You notice all the Playboy books? Mm-hmm, the Playboy. Right there. And then he had an abnormally large <laughs> sex toy. Yeah, I see that. That caused a lot of pain. And then this is the table and everything that was outfitted. So let me get it off of that. Oh, and then this is an x-ray of everything that was in there. Mm. So you can see the chains and stuff like that. So let me get it off the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Cynthia... Would once she was kidnapped, she would have been introduced to what was going to follow because he had pre recorded a tape in his voice and he would play it, explaining, These are the rules, this is what we're going to do to you, it's going to hurt, it's probably going to ruin your life, but this is what we like to do. And it would just play over and over and over. Wow, the torture and the playing! So, definitely a sexual sadist. Yeah. Like he would be the typical high level sexual sadist. Mm. And so that was the that was her introduction. And it would also heighten fear. And I read the tapes, the transcripts, and yeah, he's a he's a piece of poop. Um so the tape was to induce fear and introduce the victim to the rules. Uh I think it was created in nineteen ninety three. And all the victims um, also got a thorough sexual and medical history. So that was the first step. So they would hear the tapes. Then he would come in. He'd get their sexual and medical history while they were strapped down on the table. And then various sex toys were used to measure specific areas. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. To get an idea on how That's to start. Crazy. That's beyond crazy. Yeah, very detailed in his um, perversion. 
So Ray told uh, Cynthia that she would never see her family again and that she would be killed like the others. So that's where they're thinking that he's killed people, but it was really hard to find any evidence. I mean, honestly, if I was on a jury for murder, I wouldn't have been able to convict him of murder because there was nothing to tie him to the murders. I could definitely tie him to the sexual sadism, but I wouldn't have been able to tie him to any of the murders. So I probably wouldn't have been able to give a guilty verdict. So, I mean, he, I don't know if he was smart or just thorough, but anyway. Um, so thorough. Yeah. Uh, he was well experienced in sexual sadism and Cindy was just involved in all of the torture. Um, they, called the ladies sex slaves. They were required to service her as well. Um, Cynthia was repeatedly raped for three days. Most victims were there for one to three months. Oh, oh boy. But on the third day, Ray was at work, and Hindi received a phone call on a potential business opportunity. And in her excitement, she left the keys to Cynthia's restraints and left the room for her call. So Cynthia grabbed the keys, and and it also, I think, kind of points the idea that Cynthia uh, or Hindi didn't, like, she was very brazen. Like yeah. She, they felt like they had them so programmed there was no way they right. were going to yeah. do anything. So Cynthia was able to either pull the table or the keys toward her within range. I don't remember which way it went, using her feet. And then she got one lock unlocked when Hindi came in, and then the fight was on. So she, um, I think, um, I think Hindi grabbed a lamp, started hitting Cynthia on the head. Cynthia is just working to get the rest of herself undone. You know, she's like not even paying attention to being mm-hmm. hit in the head. Then she was able to get the other side unlocked. She grabbed an ice pick and stabbed Cynthia in the neck. Nice. Oh, Excellent. Didn't kill her. But it's like a movie scene. Like, it's yeah. like a horror show. Yeah. What happened to this girl? This does sound familiar. Not to me. There were movies done, I think, and I shows. I hadn't heard of it. I Well, I'd heard of the Toy Box Killer, but I'd never gone into the details. But I'm wondering if some of the yeah. stuff was based on this, you know, but... Um, usually things that are this sexually perverted, I don't like to do, uh, but because it was local, you know, my neck of the woods, I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and, and do it and keep all the nasty crap out as much as possible. Uh, so then she escaped the trailer naked with a slave collar and padlock chain. She ran up the road, a car passed her refusing to stop. And, uh, and you know, I mean... I don't think it's good, but I can see why people would do that. You see a naked girl bleeding all over the place with chains on her, and people might think the killer must be somewhere around. Mm -hmm. I think it's selfish and horrible, but I can see how people would do that. Um, Personally, I I don't think I'd be able to do that. Um, So what she did is she ran to a nearby mobile home, which there's a lot of mobile homes in that area, and she started banging no no she ran inside it and an elderly lady was doing dishes and saw her so she very calmly she was shocked but she very calmly um instructed her husband to call 911 and assured Cynthia they wouldn't let anyone get to her and then they you know covered her and they waited for the police so Ray and Hindi 
were promptly arrested. Investigators searched the home and the trailer. They couldn't believe what all they found. I mean, it was extremely disturbing. And it was extreme in the way that he went to satisfy his sexual deviancy, which deviancy, which I wonder, could it almost be like drugs? So like if you think like people can get addicted to stuff, yeah, you have to have more and more. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like Jason Smith who murdered or James Smith who murdered the um, case we did from Clovis that the yes. porn wasn't enough. Remember, and you yeah. mentioned that it's like it wasn't enough for him. And so he finally had to act on it. So that's what I'm wondering is he just got more and more perverted. Yeah. And it might have escalated. You know, mm-hmm. like drug addicts we were talking about. Yeah. The pills would stop working. You took more and more. And, and more I've heard more that. Dangerous. And I believe I've just said that. <laughs> no, I mean, it could have escalated to. No more uh, red M&Ms for you. <laughs> to a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Makes like, sense. Um, torture. Yeah. And perversion and all that. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Is that what you meant? Well, worse murders. I mm-hmm. mean, just bad. Worse than what he was doing already. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I And again, these sexual sadists, they have a very active fantasy life. And they imagine it. They think it. They, you know, and obviously this was a passion of his because he has the introductory tape and all that stuff. Consumed him. So I love mm. that couple, whoever they were. Yes. Yeah. Calmly. And, There's no way. Oh, oh yeah. No. She very calmly. Honey, I think you better call 911. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I can just picture. Okay. So on top of the previous items that I outlined that were um, found, they also found a videotape from 1996 showing a terrified woman being raped and tortured. They also found Ray's diary where he detailed the rape and torture of many women and killing up to 50 to 60 women oh my so he's called the toy box killer but they never got him on murder so the only thing they have is his own diary saying he murdered 50 to 60 women okay so don't know details Mm -hmm. but if you have someone's diary plus some tapes of likely missing victims, torture victims, you would think that you could follow trails enough to find some victims and proof well, they of did. murder. They, they went to work trying to corroborate the diaries, the evidence. They could never find any of the victims. And you got to understand, this area, you put a body out there. You're never going to find it. I mean, it's Bones? hundreds of miles of nothing. Okay. Yeah. And um, so, and, and I don't know how the police are there um, yeah. and how good they are at their job, but I do know that if you see that area, you would understand. It's absolutely nothing. And it was in the 90s. They didn't have that. What mm-hmm. is that? Electronic where you could see bodies in the earth. And mm-hmm. you, you can't um, just go on his word either. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to start collecting facts that can, yeah. you know, go along with that. So it just, it, it was really frustrating that they Some, couldn't get him for it. Sometimes people like that also brag about things they don't Yeah, but do. that was his own personal diary. So I actually think he killed women. Oh, I believe he did Because too. he didn't tell other people that was his own personal diary. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they detailed. also, mm-hmm. you know, found the cassette tape that he used to introduce his victims to what was about to happen to him. 
Then he let them know that he really didn't like killing his victims, so they'd be given drugs to induce amnesia. You know, I wonder if the diary was maybe fantasies. That's what I was wondering. Could be. Because if he doesn't like to kill his victims, which he did let them go, and that he would try, he'd give them like a, a, a cocktail of chemicals to do amnesia. It didn't work. But could have been fantasy. Maybe he didn't like killing and he wrote fantasy stories. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So the um the magazines that he was exposed to, um, the um sadomastic um pornography magazines, mm-hmm. weren't those killing as well? I don't know. I know they were definitely bondage and torture. It wouldn't surprise me if they had some killing, but that's usually called death porn. So I'm not sure. It would just make more sense if if that was part of it. And then he was writing out those oh, fantasies. Oh, and I forgot to tell you guys on James uh, Smith. Yeah. Not only did he purchase death porn, he also wrote his own scripts and had them acted out. And then they would mail them to him and he would watch them. Oh, my. Yeah, I forgot to tell you that. Okay. Yeah. Like so this guy, he could be doing the same thing. He okay. could be writing his own scripts. Okay. But again, I, I do think he killed, but I'm wondering, that was, that's mm. a good point that maybe it was just a fantasy life. Um, maybe. I'm not sure. Only the, the lawyers or the detectives would probably be able to tell if maybe there's some facts to him. Mm-hmm. But if we take him at his word and his first kill was in 1950, that means that if he was killing... He had 40 plus years of doing it without getting caught. But I prefer the the fantasy part more because for them not to find any Anything. murdered victims. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would too. That's That'd just, make me happier. Yeah, strange. The publicity, obviously, you know, this tiny, tiny little town, guys. I mean, it's it's small. Captured and or the pub- publicity that his arrest captured encouraged another victim Angelico, Angelica Montano to come forward. She said that she had visited Ray's house to borrow cake mix when she was drugged, mm. raped, and tortured by Ray before he dumped her by a highway in the desert. She was found by police, but they felt that her story was too far-fetched, and they didn't follow up. Gosh. And they so, also thought she was a drug addict. Oh, I was going to say, was she a prostitute or drug addict? Another victim and survivor, Kelly Garrett, was friends with Ray's daughter, Jessie, and the female on the videotape, the police discovered. So remember, they found that videotape mm-hmm, of that mm-hmm. victim. It was her, oh. Kelly Garrett. She said that on July 24th, 1996, she'd gotten into a fight with her husband. So she had decided to go play pool at a local saloon with Jessie, the daughter. Jessie drugged her beer, oh. and then she and her father... Um, 
place a dog collar and leash on her, taking her to the trailer where she was drugged, raped, and tortured for two days. After two days, Ray slit her throat and dumped her on the side of the road. She survived, but neither the police nor her husband believed her. Wow. Her husband thought How she had... How can you not believe her when your throat slid? And I don't know. Probably beat up and tortured. Her husband thought that she was cheating on him, so she made up the story to get out of that. But, um, and then fi- and, and he filed for divorce. And wow. her memories were limited, though. Like, the drugs did limit their memories. Um, and so she did remember being raped, but she couldn't remember everything. And I'm like, what's wrong with these people? It's ridiculous. Like, I mean, I can understand if something's far-fetched, but at least... Go to the house yeah, and question the guy, you know, see if he acts weird, maybe yeah. try to get a search warrant. I know it'd be maybe hard, but do something. Right. Man, that is irritating. <laughs> so is. <laughs> the police used the two victims' accounts to press Hindi for a confession. Mm-hmm. She folded. She told police what she knew of the crimes, including murders. They found out that not only did the daughter help him, but a friend named Dennis Roy Yancey also helped him. Yancey admitted to strangling Marie Parker, a woman who was kidnapped, drugged, and tortured for days prior to her death in 1997, but her body was never found, and only Yancey was convicted of the crime. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But investigators said there wasn't anything that they could tie Ray to with the murder. So, Yancey was convicted. He wasn't. I think that's BS. Yeah, I do too. Yes. And then Hindi and Yancey, they would identify areas where he left the bodies, but they never found anything. And one place was actually Elephant Butte Lake, and you, you won't find a body there. But but yeah. in the desert, um, the wild animals are going to carry bones and bodies away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they they would try to give them evidence. None of them ever happened. So you would think one did, one more. Right? If supposedly there are fifty, sixty. This is one of the victims, um, and uh, okay, I think that's a victim. Which I had seen her picture on oh, a murder show one. before, um, but that may actually be his. Is daughter. she a prostitute too? I don't think so. She had a little one in her lap. Mm. Okay. Now, um, let's see. Investigators did find many unidentified personal effects and jewelry in the trailer that pointed to many victims. FBI spokesman Frank Fisher said they were getting good leads back in 2011. And I don't know if they're there now, but they've got the pictures um, of the items on the FBI website. So you can go and look and see. Because to me the victims would be in that area. So if we know he went all the way to Albuquerque, it wouldn't surprise me if he went maybe down to Las Cruces, Alamogordo, like all of those areas. Um, Cause you know, New Mexico is a small state, but where they're at, it would be really easy. In fact, it's really close to the Arizona border. It wouldn't surprise me if he was over in Arizona too. So I think if anyone, you know, that lives in the vicinity I'd say maybe within a 200-mile radius of TRC or Elephant Butte, if they know of any missing family members back in the day, like the 90s and stuff, or you know maybe they did have some family members that were sex workers um, and they just disappeared off the face of the earth, 
go through the pictures and see if there's any jewelry yeah, that they can spot and then go to that FBI website and just type in toy box killer and it'll, it'll or David Ray Parker and it will all come up. Yeah, because someone would, might recognize. Well, and they're still asking for leads. I mean, it's an really? open case. Still? And the FBI, they're asking, you know, people to examine the items. Let's see if we can at least find something, you know. And, and But the ending, he, he'll never be convicted. But maybe mm-hmm. they can solve some of these missing cases, uh, missing person cases. Mm. Uh, so the trial... It started March 28th, 2000, not for the murders, just for the rape and the sexual sadism. I'm sure that's not the charge name, but you know. What was he Kidnapping and all that. Uh, let's see. I wonder. The judge decided to separate the trials into three for each victim, Cynthia, Kelly, and Angelica. So, so, he, so he was only being charged for three. And But wow. after the jury was selected, he had a heart attack. And so they postponed the trial. Hmm. So he didn't die. Now, this is where things get a little bit confusing. So the judge postponed the trial again so that Ray could be tried for a 1996 murder in Colorado. So if you're from Colorado, because there's the four corners, you've got um, Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, and Nevada, I believe. So he posted Colorado. Let me see if it says. Okay. Um, Let's see. The evidence wasn't strong. None of the evidence of torture devices, which was a sheet that, you know, was listing routines for keeping the sex slaves and everything that was in there. um, They wouldn't let them use it during the trial. I'm really disliking every bit of the supposed justice and law enforcement around this case. Yes. Um, Did he have money? Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, I mean, he might have been a saver because obviously he was able to use a hundred k to outfit his thing. But he just seems like a guy that was quiet that went to work and probably put all his money on his hobby. Mm-hmm. Maybe just bad investigators. And and the reason is that they wouldn't let them use the sheet and they wouldn't let them use the toy box is because none of that connected him to the Colorado case. So you can't bring evidence from something unless it's connected. There mm-hmm. has to be a chain of evidence. There has to be a way to show yeah. that that was using that crime, yeah. and they couldn't. So the judge is like, no, we can't do that. Um, and then on May 7th, shortly before or during Ray's trial, Angelica died of a drug overdose. Mm. And so she never got to testify against Ray. Cynthia and Kelly did testify against him in his new trial came up for the other crimes, and it started in uh, May 23 for Kelly's. He was charged with 12 counts. Here it is. Kidnapping, sexual abuse, and conspiracy. But in July, the judge declared a mistrial because the jury couldn't agree on a verdict. Some said that... How could you not agree on the verdict? Some said Kelly was consenting, and some said she wasn't. Isn't that amazing? Wow. I, I don't understand this entire process. You got people not believing blatant victims with the tapes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she was Undiary. on the tape being tortured. Now, here's the thing I think it's the victimology. I think that because these women w- were drug users and sex workers, that they personally looked down on them mm-hmm. and yeah. they couldn't say whether it was consensual or not because they're like, well, you're a prostitute. That's what you get paid for. 
not to be tortured. Exactly. And, but but that's what their... I think. Or maybe they were thinking, well, you're probably in a drug-induced state, so how would you know if it was consensual or not? Well, they still have the tapes and torture. And, yeah, it's stupid. I mean, that's dumb. It's stupid. Yeah. yeah, the whole thing. And uh, so then in November, a retrial started. And a few days into the trial, the judge died. Boy, that guy lucked out on a lot of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then in April of the same year, the trial resumed. He was found guilty on all 12 charges that time. Okay. Thank goodness. Uh, then in June, the second trial began. And I'm assuming these are the charges for what he did to Cynthia, the one that was able to fight. He entered a plea on the condition that his daughter would receive five years probation, even though she was suspected of being involved in the murder of Marie Parker, of which they could not get him for either. Surely they didn't give her just five years of probation. But here's the good news. He got 224 years. Nice. Yes, in 2001. Then his daughter, that poop bird, was sentenced to um, time served and then additional five years of probation. That's terrible. Then Dennis Yancey pled guilty to murder of Marie Parker in Elephant Butte. But what's even more frustrating, this is going to make you mad. This is why we're going to need to go train. We're going to have to get this stress out. Is that Ray recorded recorded the murder on video and still the cops didn't charge him. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm convinced he had money. Police work. $100,000. I understand you're saying he saved Basic. That takes a long time to save that. Yeah, she called him for a um, business opportunity. What? No, I, I, oh, I don't. I'm like, yeah. there had to have been some money exchanged. That area, you don't need a lot of money to live. And so I could see how he could easily save up $100,000. But it does sound like there was some side business. Um, I don't know. I wondered if maybe he got connections in his job yes. and people just couldn't i don't know yeah because that's a lot of money to save not only that but there's just too many from what looks yeah. throughout this entire thing mm-hmm. well yancey was paroled after only serving 11 years for murder <laughs> and did he uh, do anything else after he broke parole so then he had to serve the rest of his life sentence so, so he was released this town. in uh, 2021 Oh, recently. Mm-hmm. Wonder if he's done anything bad since. I would uh, recommend locating him. So, Hindi, mm-hmm. the um, psychopathic girlfriend, she got thirty-six years, and she testified against Ray more than the murderer. Uh huh. Wow. <laughs> she was released July fifteenth, two thousand nineteen, and moved to. So, all of our man- Montana friends, she moved to Bitterroot, Montana. So if you live there, root. just know you got a crazy person living there that helped torture people sexually. That wrapped um, her neck They weren't up. happy. And not only that, but her offender, offender level determines the restrictions of where mm-hmm. she lives. Well, it's so low at a release that there's no law prohibiting her from being around children. Oh so I just God. want people in Montana to know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like this case at all. Yeah. Way too much injustice. But the daughter, wonder what she's doing. Is oh, she no. even still alive? What a horrible person. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Wow. And then, and, and I got to tell you guys that, okay, so I've, you know, lived in New Mexico since 89 and I love Texas. That's, yeah, mm-hmm. want to go there someday or North, North Carolina. But um, the thing is, oh yeah. 
North Carolina. The thing is, is that in New Mexico, the justice system sucks. And I'm just going to make it plain. People don't get the time they should. The one uh, killer I met, he only got eight years for killing his girlfriend. And it was a fit of rage. And I'm like, wow, my sister-in-law got more time than you for a totally different crime. And that was California. I mean, she's, she yeah. got a lot of time. And I'm like, you murdered your girlfriend and you're already out? And once we found out he was a killer, we didn't have anything else to do with him. Um, and then, because she was dating him, I'm like, of course she picked a killer. Anyway. the sis- Your sister-in-law was? Yeah. Oh, my God. And then um, <laughs> we had a kid, and I remember me and Mike were teenagers, that was on a high-speed chase down Prince Street. So I don't think I ever took you to that part of print. Yeah. We go past Sarah when we're going for our facials Okay, and it was a high speed chase. He was going over a hundred and something miles per hour. He hit a car with two mothers and their children, split the car in half, killed everybody. And he only got, I think five or eight years. Oh my gosh. It's over and over. So they don't care about victims. It's a very um, criminal friendly state. Yes. It really wow. is. and Disgusting. Yeah, it's not cool at all. And that's the... Yay for Texas. You know, I love where I live, but I am very frustrated on the justice system there. And, and people try. Loosely. And is people it try. laziness or... No, it's um, Democrat policies from oh. governors. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, so Ray, he was in good spirits. You know, sure. Smiling. Let's see. Let's get him up here yep. smiling. That was Ray. a. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was so un- gross. He was absolutely unmoved. Yeah. When the victims were crying and sharing what happened to them and how their lives were changed, he told the court that no one but well, his attorney had heard his side. Something may have been moved. Right. You have the right to remain silent, you poop bird, I guess, you know, I would say that. But he he told so many lies and distortions, it wouldn't have mattered. Like, it would yeah. have just made everybody, yeah. you know, furious. Uh, he did, uh, he said, I've lost everything, including my home, my material assets, and my health. Wow. He said that during the 2.5 years of confinement, he has reflected and read his Bible. He got right with God. I don't they all say that. He Some said that right. he puts his life in God's hands and he can't change the past, but he was sorry. Wow. But he lost his home, just so you know. Mm-hmm. When asked why he did it, he said, it was a source of entertainment to me <gasps> to create these tapes. That's why there's a disclaimer at the beginning of the tape stating that it was for adult entertainment only. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. So, detectives... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Learned that Ray frequented several dive bars, one of them I've seen, in Elephant Butte and TRC looking for victims, and obviously his daughter did as well. One was the Blue Waters Saloon, and it was this saloon that Kelly was drinking at and playing pool when um, Jesse um, drugged her. And then also it was the last place that Marie Parker was seen. Wow. There was a report that Jesse contacted the FBI back in 1986 that he was abducting and torturing and selling women to buyers in Mexico. Uh, FBI agent Doug Belden remembered her claims, and he said that the allegations were so nonspecific, that's a quote, that the FBI couldn't act against Ray. Oh, my God. I call it BS again. So here's what it tells me. It tells me the poop bird daughter had a conscience to begin with because she called the FBI 
and was telling them, my dad is kidnapping women and selling them in Mexico. And they're like, well, it's nonspecific. What do you mean it's nonspecific? Does it not at least require some type of investigation? Especially the FBI. So again, he confuses me because like he slits the one girl's throat, yet he has an aversion to killing, yet he writes in his diary he's killed 50 to 60 women, and yet he sells them to Mexico. So was his his motivation money? Is that how he outfitted his toy box? Does he really not like to to murder? And he just, every once in a while, I mean, it's a weird deal. If he's selling women in Mexico, that's where he's making the money. money. Probably. Because even for what his job was, 100000 or more, that's not a, I mean, he, there's no way. Plus paying off. Unless you're barely, you have no bills. Well, he probably didn't have many. I, again, where he lives, yeah, it's, it's very money. simple living. It's a lot of you money, though. You don't That have, would take years and like, years. I don't even know if they have a Walmart. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They do now. But there's, there's just, you don't have much to spend your money on <laughs> there. Wow. Um, so I'd like to call BS again. The FBI obviously didn't care about this either. Um, hopefully they do now. Uh, so what do y'all think? Do you think he liked to kill or didn't like to kill? Like, it's oh, weird. I don't know. I can't get past any of the other stuff. I don't know. I have no I'm opinion sure on liked that. it. But wouldn't there have been more murders? Well, I would think so. And the fact that he said he doesn't like to kill on the tape. But why would he kill then? So they made him mad or... I don't know. I don't know. Well, the one that he slit her throat was friends with his daughter. So I'm thinking that maybe she posed a (laughs) threat that none of the other ones did. That's true. So I don't know. The Albuquerque police also suspected Ray and Jesse in the 1995 disappearance of Jesse's former girlfriend, 22-year-old Jill Troya. So she was a a lesbian. Um, I don't know if that's ever been solved. So if anybody knows or if they can look into it. Um, Now, in 2002, Ray was transferred to Hobbs, New Mexico. So Hobbs is like an oil town. It's Mm -hmm. actually booming. It was booming until the last election, but, um, it's a a rough and tough town and they wanted him to speak with authorities about where he had buried his victims or trying to find these people, you know, and what happened. Well, he died of a heart attack while he was in custody there age 63 before he could share where his victims were. If it was true. New Mexico is still investigating suspected victims cases They've searched lakes in the area, and they're trying to connect any human remains they find to any of the victims they think that he was involved in. Hmm. In 2019, New Mexico Governor Michelle Luan Grisham pardoned Cynthia, the survivor uh, who blew the lid on this whole thing, from a drug trafficking conviction that was on her record. Uh, So I think it was before all this occurred. And so her and her girlfriend founded Street Safe New Mexico, where they pay for hotel rooms for women on the streets so they can shower and sleep. And they also hand out um, essentials like uh, clothes and uh, toiletries. But I've got a video that we'll end with. Um, Let me pull it up. But... Anyway, so y'all can see why I was like, in fact, I almost took the case off, but I kept it just because I know the area so well and I could add that little bit of, little bit of knowledge. And just for anybody that's listening, I, we love going to Truth or Consequences, so mm-hmm. nothing bad about that. Um, and got lots of good friends there, but 
it is quirky. It is a place where I could see how people would fall mm-hmm. through the cracks. Um, but I do have to say, if you're ever in the area, eat at Sunset Grill. <laughs> it is the best food ever. Uh, and then go to uh, Las Arca, I think is what it's called. Um, but I, I've got this video here I, I wanted to play, and I wasn't sure when. So let me let me grab it. I think it was like a new, oh, good grief. I think it was like a news story or something. And then we'll we'll end this episode. Okay. Here we go. Hit enter. Let's see what comes up. Yeah, this this is one where I just don't oh, it's gone. Okay. We're not gonna be able oh, to no. we're not gonna be able to play it. But this is one where it just feels there was no justice. No. None at, at all. all. None mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And that the sister got away with it is unbelievable. Five years probation. Daughter. Or daughter, I mean. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. All the way around. Yeah. I'm curious yeah. as I'm how disgusted. she turned out or if she Just lovely we or, stopped with this I tried one. to yeah. find, I, and I couldn't find anything on her. Um, yeah, it really makes me mad. And I'm just going to warn people, if you guys dig into this, it's shocking. And you're going to have nightmares if you're not careful or... Like you literally feel like you just need to shower yeah. because it's, it's so disgusting. disgusting. Yeah, and I didn't even go into the details, but yeah. what he did was absolutely terrible. Yeah. Okay. Why do you hold that up every time? We know now. Okay. So my brother-in-law made like little coasters. He burned with his laser. Mm-hmm. The saying. So I'm just presenting because as you guys have listened from the beginning, no. Saying the two words has been a problem. <laughs> it has been. We're on year four, it has been a right? We're going to be yeah. doing season four this year. And, you know, so four. I would just like to It'd say season again, four. I remembered oh, moms. I thought it was three. Okay. Yeah. Hit us off. Be smart. Be rude. And don't be a victim. Outline of a Murder is a Mr. Joseph production. What do you think, Joseph? <laughs> <laughs>